Hello, welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. I'm Sammy Roberts and I'm the editor of PC Gamer and I'm joined by... Phil Savage and Andy Kelly. We don't have any games to talk about this week, or do we have all the games to talk about? The answer is, we have no games. <laughs> but we are going to talk about E3, which is coming up in uh, early June, I think June 10th E3 starts, something like that. Oh God! Yeah, and then it lasts for like a week and there's announcements and we play new games and all this sort of stuff. And there's some rumours going around about what's already going to be there. There's some stuff we can draw conclusions on what will be there. Um, we're going to talk about that for a bit, and then we're going to move into uh, reader questions. We've got a fair few this week, uh, some pretty good ones as well, and one that I'm going to feel incredibly awkward about answering, but I'm looking forward to anyway. Nice. Um, so, gentlemen, what would we like from E3? I think one thing that will probably happen is we find out what Bioware's new thing is, or we'll see a new Dragon Age. The new thing is this what Kotaku called codename Dylan, I think. Dylan was the codename, yeah. Do you think we'll actually see anything concrete on it, or do you think we'll get what EA did with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda like a couple of years ago, which is just a lot of video uh, montages of people working in an office talking about how good RPGs is? (laughs) It felt like the entire um, PR campaign for Mass Effect Andromeda was that, but Mm, over and over again, until the game was just suddenly out. Sort of had to piece together what the game was just from little snapshots of concept art being drawn yes as someone who had to do that twice for the magazine <laughs> i can say that that was it was kind of uh kind of nightmarish at mm. that level but um no it's it's fine um so yeah i think that that i i would like to see more from dragon age but i think that's a bit further off just because them making these games now is an effort that requires devs from all their studios to actually get something done because they're so big yeah there's this frostbite system EA has implemented just makes seems to make everything this huge production that involves a bit of everybody all right if you look at um is it three studios are collaborating for Battlefront 2? Yes, that's right. Yeah, Motive, Criterion, and Dice. And yeah. like Motive seems set up to be like this overarching kind of narrative body that I imagine a lot of studios will be like getting bits of their work from. Yeah, that's interesting actually. Yeah, so they'll be like these overall contributors because you're right, they weren't just made for Star Wars, and I think they might be working on that amy hennig game as well actually that's entirely i don't know if that's true or not i've just said that out loud with no correct concrete information but yeah i think you're right they were set up for that purpose for mm. like you know as the name suggests I'm not into it. Stuff. I, don't, I don't like this um <laughs> the name motive is a bit wanky yeah. as well no not yeah it is a bit in it it makes me think of i don't know it sounds like a wii sports game or something <laughs> but, um i'm not into this sort of many-headed beast development thing of just a million people all I mean, making a game in different parts of the world it's like i prefer like a vision is that singular vision but is is hmm. isn't a lot of game development that it's yeah. just like Doesn't mean i have to like it <laughs> fair enough <laughs> you know you hear about these stories about like you know anonymous developers talking about having eight producers all pulling them in eight different directions and and like arguments between studios and just i i, hmm. I, I think smaller teams making smaller games is where my interest is now well, I think that like the um, the demands of AAA development are such now that like we're seeing less and less of them around anyway. Um, like those sort of that sort of scale of game, um, which that may not be a great thing. Like I don't uh, think it is. This is something no. we've been talking about uh, for next issue's discuss page. Yeah, that arms race is- has possibly claimed some casualties. You know, mm. uh, games that now have to be so ridiculously lavish yeah. that they are almost untenable to actually create seemingly in some cases the scaling back of like these mid-tier development studios does put a lot of pressure on like um so the example we gave at the time was uh io and hitman and mm. the fact that why why can't a hitman game be a modest success like it's a fairly niche proposition yes. a lot of stealth games are so like it should really be able to like 
taken on this uh, th th this kind of episodic platform, they should really be able to take what they get as a success and just sort of keep growing it and building it quite naturally. Yeah. And the, the fact that it like IO seems to be in trouble now, like you know, it looks like they're either being sold off or just being like closed. Whatever happens to them, because I don't know. There's there's some major targets on them. Just seems a great shame. Yeah, I think so. And like um, those, uh, I, I think I would argue that is a you could make a new Hitman game that is doesn't have environments that are quite as nice as that, and just have good systems and have some slightly plainer art environments or a simpler art style where you don't have to sweat over, as Andy's discussed, ornate ceilings. Um, and yeah, like, but you're going to draw Andy in if there's not exactly. those ceilings. What am I going to look at? I feel like um, I might be wrong about this, but I, I assume that the games like uh, Dishonored Two and Prey are slightly more modestly budgeted compared to. They must be right. Yeah, you would expect that they are meant to sell like just a few million copies. Not to dwell on the sales side too much, but you know, just like I, I don't know, you do see less of them around, and it seems like the ones that the things that signal on a single player level are all big open world things. So you seem like Horizon succeed this year, and Zelda and Dishonored's yeah. on the Hitman level of of. Uh, flourish and all that detail. Yeah, if you think I'd of say. like another Square Enix game that's on the same, like um, Deus Ex is a game that has gone away. Deus Ex, the later ones, are known for their very ornate ceilings. Too, too uh, actually, think, too much detail in Mankind Divided. Like that Prague was so overloaded with some of those imagery. art installation pieces. Yeah, there's too many yeah. geometric uh, sculptures and stuff like it. They've packed too much into two into sort of narrow streets, and it feels a bit like here's uh, some concept artists who designed a city. Yeah, like they've just filled it with like futuristic things to the point where it's too crammed. Whereas Hitman is like a perfect balance of like believable environments and detail that sort of belongs. Whereas yeah, and I love the work that Idas Montreal did and and Deus Ex, but it's just a bit too much. And I think that the lavishness probably. Mm. Is harming these games. I mean, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what the original point we were making was, but maybe there <laughs> is a linking theme that ornate ceilings are killing off the, <laughs> the AAA yeah, games industry. Which is a shame. But yeah, these big, uh, to go back to that point of these multi studio yeah. games, like Hitman's a good, a great example. Even if it didn't work artistically, mm. there's a vision there. It feels like an IO interactive game, whereas if you look at a many headed monster like an Ubisoft open world game, it could be anyone's game. But then, no, I think that's a bit harsh. Like you look at Ghost Recon Wildlands, there's no vision there. It's just what a about big. Watch Dogs 2? Well, yeah, that's the. There's always a an outlier, but I, that's why. Well, even to, GTA, like you know, Rockstar games feel like Rockstar games. Yeah, so. well, again, there. But I'm talking about stuff that's more homogenized and 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 unimaginative like Ghost Recon Wildlands for us. Okay, but that's you know surely that's a direction thing though. Like that is just getting the procedures in. That doesn't necessarily mean like the thing things that worked about uh, Watch Dogs include like the fact that they use um, reflections as like they they collaborate them on the yeah. driving system, don't they? And it's it's okay, it's an off the shelf sort of the solution to make driving good in Ubisoft games, but it seems to be working out for them. Like yeah. and that doesn't necessarily impact on the tone of it. Mm. Um yeah, like um, I think it's a case of yeah, like okay, if you've got three studios that have parity and like there's multiple producers all battling over what they want their vision to be, like I can see that being a structural problem. You end up with but as long as you have three. like yeah a strong kind of org chart in place, then I don't <laughs> yeah. you know like there were there were like really nice examples like how Bioware um, 
collaborated with uh, whoever makes FIFA games these days on like the narrative stuff there. Oh, yeah. It's just like, why not talk to the people who are experts within your company? See, Andromeda felt a bit visionless to me as well, and um, there were stories about that being a sort of t- uh, tug of war between different groups, and it does feel like that. It felt like it, it's lost a bit of its... Um, Focus. I mean, not just in terms of the design, where it's literally lost focus because it's scattering nonsense around big maps, I kinda as wish opposed they... to tunnels of tunnels of story like it, the old games. Yeah, if they'd done another game like that, mm. could they? Would that have gone down better, or people would have said you should have moved this forward? Yeah, I think like, so. It's a bit of a catch. What they got? Is it catch twenty two? Is that it? It made me stop playing. That's a long catch. <laughs> yeah. That's too many catch. <laughs> it made me stop playing it when I got to the point and my 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 mission log was just full of nonsense that I ne- would never want to do, and, mm. and it made no sense for. A pathfinder to do, and I just went. I'm not committing myself to this, and I, that that put me off it. Whereas if it was the tunnel of story, yeah, uh, of of the Shepherd Adventures, that's what I think Mass Effect's strength is. Yeah, it seems there's such a delicate balance with open world stuff, um, like between having having something like a Witcher game, where like there's such a, certainly The Witcher Three, where there's the sort of meandering exploration of it seems to really add to the main quest as well like just seems to really mm. ev- everything feels really nicely balanced where like you don't feel overloaded even if you've got a huge quest list because you sort of encouraged to do things at your own pace and I'd say that the um, that's still the strength of Bethesda's RPGs mm. as well like wandering across a new town and some yeah. Andromeda liked well. that because you had that thing like right I have to go back to so and so planet to scan five bodies and it's like right I've got to sit through um, I've got to go to the bridge and I've got to chart a course and I've got to watch the animation to go that actually can skip the animation now and the recent patch but still yeah. there's no spontaneity whereas in The Witcher you can feel like oh, I'm just going to ride over that and it's seamless whereas I think that the bunch of little smaller separated open worlds and Andromeda was another reason I think that sort of shot itself in the foot a bit oh, interesting I think Bethesda's the- actually the, the Skyrim games are a really interesting comparison actually probably more so than The Witcher because they are big quest logs full of often tedious tasks like there's a lot of collect x things mm. miscellaneous quests but yeah i guess they do feel more purposeful and yeah they do and also you can um i think after a while you start to identify what the good quests are in, in skyrim yes. and you pick you stick to doing those same with fallout 4 what i will say is that i i feared this might happen about five or six years ago when i thought what happens when game development costs escalate mm. across generations but series are still selling just like two or three million or whatever and they're meant to sell loads more like will that kill off a bunch of my favorite series and here we are like deus ex hitman and mass effect who would have thought five years ago that they would all be on like it their future would be in question yeah that seemed Mm. like out of the question now here we are like so on that positive note what's going to happen at e3 this year lads (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm looking forward to life is strange 2 or Life is Stranger, as I think they should call it. There's been some bad bounce around that, hasn't yeah, there? Yeah, that's pretty shit. That was, yeah. that was <laughs> too a dark life, hour. Too strange. For... Yeah. yeah. It's almost good when Destiny 2 was revealed just so everyone shut up about Life is Strange <laughs> jokes. And... But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, that was a surprise to see those three bearded men uh, announce it yesterday in, in their lovely Didn't French they... accents. <laughs> Didn't they, like... Wasn't it announced like that it would be coming back months and months ago, like soon after Life is Strange 1? I didn't. The first, the first I don't know I if it was it. announced announced or if they were just like, yeah, this will probably continue. I think yes. it was announced in the way that um, Hitman Season 2 was announced. Right, okay. <laughs> Where someone said in an interview, yes, we're doing this. Yeah, they we'll, said they'd be making it. it since the box version of Life is Strange came out, um, which was obviously... About a year ago? Yeah, so they've been working on it since then. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of those characters, maybe seeing like a more grown-up 
uh, Max Will and Co. Be the same characters though, because yeah, yeah. when when they did uh, not announce announce Life is Strange two the first time, I think they sort of said, "Oh, our vision is like each season will be an anthology, an anthology type." I think that's a very good idea. I'd like that, but I would like to see maybe the new protagonist could um, be mentored by an older Max on her time powers or something. That could be. I'd like to see some returning, you know. I mean, I think there should be returning elements. I think it's, I, the, the trouble they'll have, the trouble they always have with these things is like, that, you know, without spoiling the ending to Life is Strange, you could go in one of a few ways, mm. uh, which always makes like, I, th- I think it's always a shame when a game series goes, okay, well, whatever choice you made in the first one, here's the canonical ending for the sequel. Well, we're talking about Walking Dead here, aren't we, basically? Like, where, uh, you know, there's essentially like. You, you you know each the last two seasons have basically carried on assuming a certain eventuality and like it's fair enough if a story wants to end that way but it's mm. also like very freeing to give you the the option to shape that story so i i must say i agree that they should um they should completely change the cast maybe the setting and uh, or at least pick a different you know I don't know it depends how much you think that settings in its DNA. I would say quite a lot, but like um, I, th- I think that there are like tonal and atmospheric type sort of a- an overarching kind of touch feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they should probably attempt to recapture. Yeah, but new characters of, um, would be good. I think. Yeah, I'd like to see that kind of hazy Instagrammy look. Let's to go it. And Pacific Northwest and small town setting, and I Let's think let's do a Fargo yeah. season one to season two That's a rather good, yeah. than a True Detective season one to season <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no Vince Vaughn is what you're saying in Life is <laughs> yeah. Strange season two. I, I must say I agree. Um, okay, what what else then? Like, so major publishers you've got there. I think um, a lot of the big stuff will happen at Sony's conference this year. That tends to be the way it's going. Like, I can't imagine what Microsoft will have. There was a rumor that Microsoft have re- like reapplied for. Or re-registered something scale around Scalebound. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't see. I that just. Happening. Yeah, it's, that seems well weird. It'd be a weird way to try and win like support background from that by saying, "Oh, by the way, we uncancelled it." Like, yeah. Like, why do you cancel? They're probably just keeping then? you know keeping it for future. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, they must have thought it's a great name, and that we, <laughs> we should sit on this. Or just in case some, can't let anyone else. Yeah. yeah. I guess they own that. Camille uh, can't take that. What he built. And, ship it off somewhere else Kenny it's mm. it was made on Microsoft's dollar so seemingly so um, so yeah. like if you think uh, well okay well what did Microsoft have like maybe a, they did Forza Horizon last year so maybe it'll be Forza Motorsport yeah. next year which will probably end up coming to PC seeing as that does seem to be like how that works now and did they demo a new Forza to um, Eurogamer for their Xbox Scorpio reveal thing I didn't pay any attention. I was, like I was so angry about the Scorpio and what a waste of money my own Xbox One was. <laughs> you were, I just you already had there, Phil. God. I want to see <laughs> a scandal. Um, I want to see Remedy's new thing, which they've uh, Sam Lake revealed as a third-person shooter. Surprise, surprise! What? Is there is yeah. there a uh, a sad white man? As yeah, protagonist. <laughs> sad, dark-haired, middle-aged white man, <laughs> grumbling his way through a supernatural situation with guns. But I, yeah, I look I, forward to it. They said it was a, a third-person shooter uh, with the gives you a whole new way to tell a story or something i don't know i just want to see more remedy things after the slight disappointment that yeah. was quantum break i'd like to see them go back to their uh maybe make something a bit more focused and get and, and less gimmicky well, just that tv looks... show stuff was, uh, oh, it was nonsense crap <laughs> it was like it's so bad like i only watched the first episode of that tv show but it was like you know in austin powers where um the henchman gets killed and it's like and that whole 
scene goes off where it's like no one thinks about the family of uh, <laughs> yeah. the thing Doctor is, Evil's henchmen. Like it was like that if it was ten minutes long. It's with, like yeah. Within Quantum Break, there were trailers for an Alan Wake TV thing yeah. that was kind of hilarious. It was and like stupid. And it was like was cool. Why why did you do this for the joke and then make the bad TV yeah. show that, <laughs> for the serious? Thing? It was about two uh, FBI agents trying to find Alan Wake who'd gone missing, which I'd, I'd love to play that game. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Is you, you're you're watching a better thing going on <laughs> yeah. on the TV than it's actually happening. In the game. I really that's... like Remedy. This uh, despite that, they're another studio I think's got a really strong vision. All their games have a lot of similarities and. A sort of slightly weird sense of humor and oh, Quantum Break was Quantum the Break least lacks that, was the most humorless but even the TV shows in Quantum Break had that but like the glimmers of the old remedy yeah yeah viewed yeah. through a fictional television I sort of but like um yeah it was it didn't really it didn't feel nearly as sort of like idiosyncratic nah, as other games Max and that was a problem Alan mm. Wake yeah but I I'd, I'd like to see him go back to being quirky and interesting again instead of trying to make like a serious mm. TV drama because that's not their strength yeah, so that'll be that. That that's all, that's coming to multi-format, isn't it? That's not exclusive to anyone because it's a five hundred five games thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, um, so that that might happen. Like, um, do we expect a Halo to happen? Announcement, and I think. Do we care? I I want to play the Halo one, two, and three on PC. Everyone's been yeah, I mean, yeah, it. like having the like Master Chief Collection would be great because they're quality shooters. Yeah. But I, it seems like interest among people who follow Halo has been dwindling. Yeah. Uh, as Actually, I'm just picturing... I'm imagining playing for the library again, and maybe I don't want to play the first Halo. Oh, no, the first Halo is still <laughs> the, legit, for sure. The library uh, is an absolute the toilet, though. The first the Halo is legit with some <laughs> really bad levels. I had, I did play it last year because, again, I had to play something li- on the Xbox One to just The library, it. lads, is just like a bad left for dead, okay? That's what the library is. Um, it's so yeah. grey. I think they made it slightly better in the Master Chief Collection, and they added, no. like, arrows. Like so, they, they added arrows they, to guide They did you arrow. <laughs> you, they, there are visual markers. It's yeah. easy to navigate, but it is still just... Gray. I, yeah. hideous what, <laughs> boring level well the big trick with the original Halo was that every level is done twice right apart from the library which obviously isn't very ambitious to look at visually <laughs> but like you know you do assault in the control room is then two betrayals flipped like yes. that's, they, that's the trick they do silent cartographer great yeah. one yeah that was that was yeah. good one of the islands good as well when like you the... ordered the landing and then you yeah, yeah I can't cool. remember which one you just go through endless um, alien corridors. It's slightly before the library, but it is equally. That, that might be Silent Cartographer, actually. That might be the island one where you have to go inside the island. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the outside no, of the that was good. <laughs> oh no, you mean the one where you keys? I think you mean. Yes. Yeah, we have well, to punch through Captain Key's face to take the the thing. That's a cool moment. <laughs> yeah. That is the only good moment of that story, I think. Yeah, um, I'd like to play ODST on PC. The secret mm. best Halo. Oh fuck's sake! It's such a hipster. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> it's like, it's Did not I talk about Andy. this before? It just isn't. You, yeah, you've Halo three is point, definitely better. I think I made my Halo is better too. I think I made my case for why ODST is in another <laughs> podcast, so I won't again. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> you can no. dig that out if you really want to hear it. <laughs> I think Microsoft more than anyone else is in dire need of exclusives because um, need some games, damn pe- it. People seem to love the PS4, which I used to think was a bit unjustified, but actually they do have quite a lot of good exclusives now with like Bloodborne, Yakuza, and um, uh, what's the other? I actually don't know the ones, but pe- the Uncharted Four was very good, and uh, they've got a Horizon. People liked. They've got a yes. bunch of stuff coming that people are interested in. God, it'd be nice if Yakuza Zero and the upcoming remake of Yakuza One came to PC. That's my. Uh, yeah, I, I really hope clean, now so. Sega seems to be in real like porting mode. Now yeah. we've got Bayonetta and Vanquish. I'm really hoping that they sort yeah. of the original like, HD remakes of the originals would be all right, but the the remake of one that's coming looks bloody 
nice. Yeah, that looks really nice. And you've yeah. got to imagine they'll they'll want to do two at some point as well. And we're really getting sidetracked. I should stop just talking about Yakuza <laughs> on this podcast because it must be really frustrating for people who want to hear about PC games. No, it's fine. Um, so I guess more died in the wall PC stuff. Like uh, uh, I, the problem is that I do know some things that the will problem, be we've got the PC gamer um, E3 show happening again. Yeah. So uh, so we know a few things. We but... do. So we can't. We just can't talk about them really. So should we just move on to questions? <laughs> A bit of a left uh, we could do, like, um, we've not discussed Ubisoft yet, who have yes. announced three games, Crew oh, yeah. 2, Far Cry 5, Assassin's Creed, and actually, no, was there a fourth? No, that was a three, I okay. think. Very hot for a new Assassin's Creed. If that blurry leaked screenshot, I say leaked in inverted commas, I think it was leaked by someone at Ubisoft. I, guess build I, up I was hype. shouted down by two people from Eurogamer over this, but I'm convinced yeah. that I'm convinced that was leaked on purpose. Yeah, but like, I, I'm yeah. up for. I'm, it looks like to me, it looks like a ship on the Nile in yeah. ancient Egypt. Yeah. if that's what it is, then I'm I'm I'm, I'm with the objective for that assassinator crocodile, <laughs> yeah. which if if deliberately leaked might be trying to recall Black Flag's amazing yeah. optional objective: air assassinate an ocelot. Yes. Yeah. When they discussed what to put on the leaked screenshot, that would have said. Meme and a whiteboard circle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we need to get a few elements in here. We need to get ships because people like chips. We need a meme because people like funny memes. We need and you know yeah that's the only two elements: boats and memes. Yes. Which everyone loves content over synergy <laughs> equals good social. Um, yeah. I, I um I I think that that's probably yeah. I mean we're almost certainly going to see that. Um, the rumored name was Origins, wasn't it? Which Eurogamer actually confirmed as the name with like separate God, sources. That's boring, isn't it? It's a bit boring, yeah. So I guess there's, I, I don't know, there was, wasn't something else on the screen that says something like go for a pint with Tutin Moon or something like that. It's like some suggestion of a real life historical figure. Yeah. It didn't say go for a pint with him. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> I bet you, it's, uh, you assassinate Caesar or something. Is that around the same time? I My history is spotty. I don't the know. Romans were in Egypt for a bit. Caesar was once in Egypt. Didn't so, Egypt yeah. go would, on for ages as well? Yeah, I would like to. See, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it went on for a while. Egypt. I would like to see it in that period when the Romans came in and like basically can forcefully converted everyone to Christianity, and the oh, old yeah. ways were dying out. It'd be cool if you were an assassin. Uh, protecting the old Egyptian gods or something from the, the oh, yeah. Roman invaders. Well, the, like, there's interesting stories to tell there. A I bit think. of um, a bit of like HBO's Rome kind of like uh, feel to it. Maybe that was uh, that was that show was great. Like uh, yeah, I never watched that. That's fantastic. You'd really like it, Andy, if you're into that sort of yeah. thing. And then it basically ends with I don't know Mark Antony and Cleopatra just getting it on while the uh, Romans were closing in, and it was and they were all yeah. wearing they were wearing makeup and they were going mad. It was fantastic. That sounds what it's going to be like. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be some Caligula-style orgy action as well. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Tap X to, you know, thrust. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so I'm glad we've uh, we've made this a classy podcast. <laughs> I have to flag this as explicit on iTunes. Although I think we do that for a We, yeah, we are constantly explicit, yeah. We're always swearing. Um, yeah, so the other thing is Far Cry as well. Um, and there's a bit of some mixed rumours on that. But yeah, like, um, um, so uh, if, if the spy... PC gamers, the spy is to be believed. Mm. Um, uh, the, the current theory is that it's going to be set in Montana, based on some very spurious, like filming, live-action filming stuff. That <laughs> yeah, was that was very tenuous. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah, the Great Falls Tribune really lifted the lid on this. <laughs> exclusive. That makes sense. Like a, they've done the exaggerated Himalayas. Now they can do the exaggerated Rocky Mountains. Mm. Lots of big uh, valleys and. Snowy mountains and when are they going to do the Lake District nonsense. though, Andy? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great setting for a Far Cry game. It just wouldn't be that evocative. Like, come, the 
see the Lake District. <laughs> Isn't there like they're like sand dunes in the Lake District though? You can yeah, it's amazing. Quite weird topography and oh, stuff. Even yeah, the, yeah. I don't, I'm surprised they haven't done the Scottish Highlands and then they'd be full of crazy uh, Scottish stereotypes where you take drugs for a bagpipe or something. <laughs> That's what Far Cry's like. Smuggling you have a halluc- heroin into yeah. haggis. You, you know, have yeah. a hallucination sequence where a guy in a, a Tamashanta hat give, gives you opium through a bagpipe tube. Opium through a bagpipe is the name of the episode, surely. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, just replaced yeah. press X to thrust. <laughs> I wonder if they'll get rid... That, that's interesting that since 3, 3, 4 and a little bit of Prime where they really went for the whole apocalypse now, sort of trippy, mm. um, a surfer in a strange world type thing. I wonder if they'll they'll redo it and come up with a new because they've done that three times I mean, now. and it's going two to, arguably is that as well yeah, it's, yeah. You know, yeah it's going yeah. to depend a bit on the setting maybe um, so I, th- I think originally uh, they sent a list of um, questionnaire answers about what sort of setting people want and there was talk of like Montana in the 19th century was one of them um I've seen other rumours like suggesting, oh, maybe it's not, uh, you know, maybe it's a more modern thing. Um, mm. Nobody really knows at the middle, but no. I can't imagine they'd get rid of, like, you know, jeeps and guns and the fun stuff. I wonder if they'll have, mm. like, eccentric characters a little bit too close to the camera, gesticulating <laughs> as they give you missions. There's a lot of that in Far yeah. Cry. I reckon they'll show you something new as well at Ubisoft's conference. You reckon there's a, there's another steep waiting in the wings? Steep too. No, something bigger um, than that, I think. Okay. You know, well, I, I don't think it'll be quite be that space thing that they teased in Watch Dogs, although that was interesting. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of yeah. like sound like Ubisoft's version of Elite or something. What about Watch Dogs London or whatever that? Too early, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that'll be next year, yeah. I reckon. But like, um, maybe. Might be a Watch Dogs expansion or something. Maybe. I think yeah. I think it's your Splinter Cell lads. I think it's. Uh, Clint yeah, Hawking's what's Splinter Hawking been doing? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's that. What was the last. Was the Blacklist. last Splinter Cell when they brought in the young one, the young Sam Fisher, and got rid of Michael Ironside? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yes. It was, yeah, wasn't it? Blacklist. Because they yeah, had Conviction yeah. and then they had Blacklist. Uh, yeah, I haven't played Blacklist, but Conviction was actually legit good. That's been a while, actually. Oh, I've yeah. sort of forgotten about Splinter Cell. To, conviction was one of those early um, big social media controversies, wasn't it? Because, was it? Um, yes, because people thought it was uh, pared down, stealth. I mean, and, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it was. It was massively, like... Um, like compared to say chaos theory or something like that, it was like a lot more streamlined. There was a, a lot less going on, but like it was really fun. Like it was just really slick stealth movement. I enjoyed it a lot. It's good fun, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, that yeah. marks me out as a console peasant, I think. But <laughs> no, it's I'll funny. take it because it, it, it was it was on PC. Oh, Black PC, side, is that yeah. conviction was on uh, conviction PC. was on PC. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but it was you know the complaint was it was consoleized uh, yeah, yeah. quote unquote. That done that um, mission objectives projected on the wall straight. Yeah. One of the first but games to do that. That was cool. As but like it's that. become a bit old hat now. Yeah, and you could batter a man's face into a piano, or, or a urinal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wonder the if torture that was mechanic an... was overblown and unnecessary. Was that but... kind of Casino Royale? Was that around the same time? Because you know the start of Casino Royale, yes. where he batters that man in the toilet. I think it was very inspired by that. Yes, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah Casino correct. Royale was 2009. That was. 2000, so 2006, and that was yeah. 2009, Splinter Cell. Uh, yeah, 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 Splinter Cell was going through some some difficulties at the time, wasn't it? Didn't it get like, was that the one that got completely changed? Yeah, after? Did, that was a Hobo Fisher one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Then they made I've been around for ages. That makes me feel like I've been here forever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was weird that game because Sam looked like a sort of thirty-eight-year-old man, but he had the voice of sixty-year-old Michael Ironside. It was yeah. so jarring. So I'm, I'm not surprised they yeah. they recast him. It's all mocap now as well. And yeah, I wasn't that attached to Michael Ironside playing that role. That, I don't care about that. It's yeah, just like stealth him. man. You know, I like, his, I like Michael Ironside's voice. It wasn't like it wasn't like David Hayter and oh, yeah, Keeper yeah, Sutherland. Yeah. He's not an icon. I, I couldn't even. I wonder if um, Sam Fisher even passes the blanket test can you d- ex- describe him without saying what he does or what he wears he's the green goggle stealth yeah, man he's, he's, yeah. could I, could, I don't think I could do that with, I mean is it like, any video game character who passes that test well there's a story on PCGamer.com where I, do, I put characters through oh, that test uh, yeah there you go okay. <laughs> and not many of them do mm. like, uh, most char- video game characters are just costumes and I think Sam Fisher is just three lights three green lights on a head uh, fair enough yeah I'd say so <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that could be the worry though that this new one they try and like Let's let's cut into the drama of Sam Fisher. What's his, you know, they've already done a bit of that when his, his daughter gets kidnapped. That, and, yeah. and Conviction uh, was that quite a bit. Yeah, I, think. I don't think we need that. Yeah. I think we just need to. Uh, I'd like to see almost like Metal Gear Five. Like the character is barely touched upon. He's just a, a vessel mm. for fun stealth times. I think that I think MGS Five will be. I think uh, this oh, is my mad prediction: is Metal that Gear Clint Hocking tries to take on MGS Five and make a better stealth game in an open world. Yeah. That's well, yeah, he could just go maximum Clint Hocking and it's Splinter Cell plus Far Cry 2 equals new new Clint Hocking game and that would be pretty amazing that would be, pretty, yeah. be pretty cool yeah yeah, be good. you said Metal Gear yeah, Survive do we also think Metal Gear Survive might make a showing I, uh, I, I it's been a while hasn't it I don't mm. think it's been shown mm. since TGS last year um, and it's probably about time they broke cover and, and explained why it's good to uh, you know legions of angry I'm going to give it fans. a chance because I, th- I think I'll definitely give it a chance yeah, it's easy to sort of go well Kojima's gone but it's good that they're doing a side story not trying to continue the story that I think it'd be really bad if they tried to tell another big boss story because yeah. that's not really. No one else should touch that. It's good that they're going. We're literally in another dimension. Yeah, we, <laughs> we've been pulled yeah. to another dimension, and now it's weird shit. I think, yeah. they, I think if they do make another Full Metal Gear, they should just do like a Solid Snake sort of side storyish thing, a bit like the Acid Games, where yeah. it's just that kind of. 90s uh, Cold War spy aesthetic, and then you know, young Indiana Jones. There, I mean, there are enough yeah. side characters within that series that they could pick pretty much any one of them to be good at some stealth somewhere. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. Um, yeah, like a lot of what was good about Metal Gear Solid Five was systemic and had no real relation to the character you were or the situation mm. you were in. And the, the idea of playing it with friends because it's a co-op game sounds great yeah. the problem is, is the zombies the zombies is not great that doesn't and fill you with hope because you have this perfect AI like why would you get rid of that yeah like yeah. the worst part of Metal Gear Solid 5 is the fucking skulls yeah. and the, the, the just act inhumanly and are difficult to kill and stuff like that mm. so yeah taking taking humans and going no let's just do zombies with crystals in their heads yeah. that's, I, that's I, bad the biggest disappointment at I, I really hated going to Gamescom last year. It was like, compared to E3, nothing really happened there, apart from quite a cool Star Citizen reveal and yeah. um, Endless Space 2. But like, there was also, uh, there was, I had a Metal Gear appointment, went there. It was just like a slideshow, uh, like a, a pre, uh, like a presentation. Uh, that It was everything they'd already revealed. And I thought they'd at least show off the game. So that was mm. me to write about. And like, 
there wasn't anything and it was like oh, come on you've got to come up with a stronger reveal because I remember people hated that announcement it was downvoted to hell yeah it's it interesting that time. that yeah. was the last anyone heard of the game as well like mm. they mm. disappeared for a full they, year no, they I... did show it at TGS okay later they, so that's when they revealed the footage was that when we got the footage right yeah. like there were some zombies on the other side of a fence and he was shooting arrows at them or something it didn't look very good so yeah I wonder I wonder if they've sort of gone back on any of that or rethought any bits or like you feel though I'm willing to give it a chance mm. on the basis that a co-op MGS5 would be the greatest game of all time um, and yes uh, I, I, I hopefully that will make a showing um, what else does that leave I mean we talked a bit about EA I think was there any new Star Wars games um, I don't know EA EA is weird about E3 these days because they, they're not at E3 proper they just host their own EA player then yeah, it wasn't was, amazing last year. I don't I, think it's been amazing the last couple of years. Like it's, it, I, 2013 was the last time I thought EA was uh, amazing at E3, which was the um, when they revealed Battlefront and Mirror's Edge, and um, I think they uh, showed off Dragon Age for the first time as mm. well, and that was like, that's, that's a fucking good show. But I guess it basically depends on do you like sports, and none of us do, so we don't really get much so out of it. So the back half sports section yeah, is... Yeah, the sportsman comes in and... <laughs> Jose Mourinho, yeah. yeah. I did quite enjoy that, actually, Jose Mourinho walking up behind um, Peter Moore. It was, was right. a thing that happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, do I, did I enjoy that? I don't think I did. No, I don't know. Either way, um, the battle, Battlefront 2 will have a proper big yeah. presence there. Yeah, it'd be nice to see like a campaign level or a bit of a level just to get an idea of what they're doing with that. Yeah, I definitely want to see more of this uh, encounter between Luke Skywalker and the protagonist of that game they've been teasing. Think about it, yeah, they may have to announce something new because I don't know what else they've got coming out that's really worthy of a no, but they're stage so, showing. They're so big on their um, on just having these big pillars that they can monitor. I, mean, I like, guess they'll just have their like there will be a battlefield section where they just talk about DLC. how battlefield's doing well and here's some DLC that's coming out and yeah, but like um, I think I think they'll they will show they will have a trailer for um, Amy Hennig's Star Wars visceral game, the very the narrative centric one that has you playing as different Star Wars characters. Mm. In this unified sort of narrative, I think that could be really interesting and um, and cool with some funny dialogue. Like I hope I hope that will happen. Um, I'm not expecting any other big surprises though, just because they haven't really had any for the last few years. So I don't mm. see why they'd have any now. But yeah, looking forward to Battlefront. That should be good. Um, okay, cool. I think that's all of the three people. As Bethesda, I guess Wolfenstein probably. Yeah. Have they got a Have they got a show this year? Uh, yes, they have. Oh, okay. They've so got, you're in- yeah. yeah, Wolfenstein was teased last year's E3 as like a one frame line of mm-hmm. um, t- code or something in their opening splash screen. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got to imagine there'll be some of that. Wolfenstein, and then um, probably, I reckon, I wonder if they might do some kind of like um, Wolfenstein Old Blood style Doom expansion that's just single player, just because they never really did any single player stuff for Doom. Uh, from the DLC, I really like that. So I have just finished Doom. And yeah, it was good. And um, yeah, they should have they should have done some more, more yes. single player stuff for that. What about uh, incredibly far too early? Nothing. Elder Scrolls tease where it's like a rumbling well, voiceover a logo and a, a bit of fire or something. Doesn't <laughs> seem to be their deal anymore because like that's, Fallout was announce it and it's going to release this year yeah. remember and Skyrim though the first tease it was Max von Sydow t- talking over a mural and it was yeah. all very dramatic so I wonder if they'll but I don't know they yeah. seem really like the, like the low level of the news stories and things at the time was like they were quite happy with just doing the we'll drop a teaser and we'll le- release the game in the same year like yeah, it yeah. certainly didn't affect Fallout sales or anything mm. so uh, yeah that, that's probably quite likely I think yeah. I, I would expect that, that studio probably calls its own shots on this stuff now as yeah. well yeah I mean we, it's, hard, it's hard to know like whether they've got two things going on internally there, whether they've sort of split up the Fallout and the Skyrim teams, so like we, we could be close to a new Elder Scrolls, or whether it's just going to be 
we'll see you in five years, boys. Did I imagine them suggesting that they were going to make something, make a new IP? No, Was that you did Glixon not. Interview? No, they mentioned a bunch of... I didn't they mention like they had three new games coming or something. There was definitely... Yeah. I definitely saw that news story and I can't remember the exact details, so I don't want to... They must be on the verge of like wanting to create a new universe or something. That's speculation, by the way. So don't, you know, I don't want to see that on the low-level fucking blogs when I get back to my desk. But yeah. yeah I, <laughs> Sorry, I've become unnecessarily misanthropic <laughs> on this podcast. I don't even mean that. Um... I think the other thing is Evil Within 2. That's the obvious one, isn't it? Is um, what mm. Tango Games Works been making. So it'll be some more survival horror that me and Andy will play for three hours and never again. Yeah. All right, let's move on from E3 predictions. I think yeah. we've done that, haven't we? Um, sure. Do we want to talk about Destiny 2 at all? Oh, that got announced, didn't it? Andy, yeah. do you give a shit about Destiny? Is that your sort of thing? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I was very envious of everyone talking about Destiny and not having a console to play it on. So super excited to do some lightweight FPS MMOing. Yeah, it's, on PC. It's uh, Destiny is the good stuff when it's good, mm. um, uh, which is about half the time I would say. Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> okay. It was very interesting watching the presentation yesterday uh, because a lot of the announcements that got rapturous applause were Bungie just saying, "Hey, for Destiny Two, we've done that incredibly obvious feature that's in all online games." But in Destiny, mm. it's like, wow, in Destiny 2, we've got a looking for group tool. Like, Whoa, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, they called it uh, guided gaming or something, and they described it as basically just an LFG tool uh, that they've put into the game. Yes, I saw Chris and Scoo arguing about it on Twitter. Really? Was, uh, I, not arguing, light discussion. Literally did not load up Twitter <laughs> yesterday, um, uh, as promised, because I knew it were bad times. This, it, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad it's coming to PC. It's, it's going to uh, be a map in-game. Which, so they really never had one before. There was on patrol missions, so when you were just doing like the open world stuff, uh, no, there was no map. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember it was that, yeah. actually quite painful to find your way around some of the more complex areas. It's quite good because PC players basically get to come in when Destiny's learned all of its lessons. Yeah, it's it's learned all the tricks from. I, I think it would have got a lot of criticism on PC because you know we have MMOs and we've got like systems and expectations based on you know years and years of Warcraft and people trying to improve on Warcraft mm. in other games and yes to to drop in with everything that was missing from Destiny 1 would have been it was difficult at times yeah. I enjoyed um playing the division um and I heard a lot of comparisons where it's kind of not necessarily that taxing on your brain you can just go in and enjoy the world and do a bit of lightweight missioning is that yeah, i mean yeah kind of I, destiny's vibe Des so, so there were kind of different tiers i'd say of the, the challenge there um so patrols yeah it's probably quite similar as you just out in the world and there's it's really there's nothing to it but nobody really did them much because they were way too light touch mm. very grindy uh, you were just there to collect resources when you had to and it was like it felt like a failing when you had to do that of the game's part uh, they definitely seem to be like doubling down on that so there are actually like stories down there there weren't yeah. stories before when you were patrolling it was just uh, it was the it was where you went to kill 10 things uh, thing. you could find little bits of lore here or there in the Taken King though right when you go around that ship can you find some stuff there you could um, yeah Not you to could get too far deep into it but yeah yeah there were but they, they were sort of like touch and like Destiny's lore was bad in that you'd find like cards or whatever and then you had to go to an external website to read those bits of lore um, a few people raved about it wasn't Thurston a fan of the lore like the the, the deep 
cuts are he's, pretty interesting. But... He's the only one I know who really yeah. really liked it. Like I am um, not to say that I, it. Well, actually, no. I thought it was bad. Actually, I thought Destiny's story was very bad and it's badly presented. Well, there's two. There's two strands. Like the Destiny's actual story is kind of bad, but yeah, like there are sort of side stories within, like how just the the way the hive functions as a race is a really interesting bit of sci-fi writing yeah um but, but you just only find game. it by being on a website that Bungie made <laughs> and reading a, the cards that you collect. On, yeah. on, a, on a sort of like art direction level, though, Andy, like you would have, mm. uh, I think you would have loved Destiny's sort of like, um, you know, kind of wasteland, Soviet failed space environments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like um, the, the Taken King had this giant sort of like downed cruiser the thing. Taken King was these... the best exploration zone that they oh, did, that great. dreadnought. Like that was actually where you could go into patrol and really enjoy it because they'd actually figured out how to put a bit more. Um, so they had this place called the Court, uh, of the Court of Oryx, which was a much better so way to, like, you're down there and actually group up with people, but not officially, just sort of meet people in the world and do um, the sort of thing that, like, Guild Wars 2 is very good at. And they were yeah, sort of slowly just yeah. getting there. And it's so, hopefully, like, they'll have figured that out by that was, Destiny 2. That was, my, that was really good, actually. You go to basically go to the Court of Oryx on the ship, right? And there'll be a bunch of, like you know more experienced players than you they'd spend this point to sacrifice a thing to a statue and it's kind of like yeah this in in kind of like combat challenge would start where all of these big enemies turn up you wipe out this wave and then you chances are you'll get a good piece of like equipment or a weapon yeah. or something and they really got good at doing that loop mm. um to the point where it drove everyone in this office insane i think and still has yeah um, I, I, i've taken a year off but i very much enjoyed course. it the, the full destiny experience was encapsulated there because uh the way that you made sure you got um, grouped with people was you had to crouch walk through the corridor going into the Court of Oryx because the loading zone was slightly too short for the amount of time it took to matchmake. So um, if you run ran through there, you'd be um, shifted out to like a new instance rather than loaded into a you know, one with people in it. Yeah, that's very familiar, uh, actually. I lost and it. that is how Destiny worked. It was, uh, it was very good once you learn how to deal with this bullshit. So yeah, this one's coming to PC with um, 4K support, uncapped frame rate. Should be mm-hmm. a, should be a good time, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd probably be. I think it'll be one of the biggest things that happens in PC gaming this year for sure. And like the big thing is like um, like the first thing I did when I loaded up the website this morning was check Tom's impressions, and he's he seems well into like what they've done to make Destiny's combat work on PC with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Because for all the things that it does well and does wrong, like the thing Destiny excels at is the feel of its guns. Like mm. popping the heads off things just feels amazing. And that's what has you know, beyond everything, like the different types of challenge and like you know, the design of the strikes, the the, the competitiveness of its PvP and the challenge of its raid. It's like just shooting a thing and feeling good when its head blows off is what you want from that and yeah apparently that has transferred over really well well exciting times then you can check that out on pcgamer.com we'll also have it as an upcoming cover feature although not for a while that'll be, mm-hmm. uh, be in late june we'll be doing yes. that before then we're going to have a, another cover of a, another very exciting uh, pc game that's coming out this year um pc only a uh, strategy game um you will soon see what it is you must know what that is phil we just sent the issue to yes me. i do now <laughs> it took me a couple of minutes to remember it's because good. Uh, we've just finished an issue and I'm tired that is out on the 1st of June it's very exciting um, okay cool so uh, 
part A. Hang on, no, I'm going to questions. I should explain. I'm going to I'm going to read <laughs> some questions now. Section. Sorry, I'm I yeah I'm not I mean I'm not a radio host. I'm just uh, I'm just a guy who does a podcast. Um, so questions. Uh, this is from Max Ursa, our very loyal reader, and uh, he always contributes to our Discord channel, which is very nice. Big Elite Dangerous fan. He is. Part A. Name one of the last three games you've played. Uh, part B. You've woken up in that world. How do you fancy your chances? Well, on the last three games you've played, Phil, are Yakuza games. So how do you no, feel in I, uh, Shinjuku or whatever? I mean, they're fine. You just get beaten <laughs> up a bit. But the language would be a barrier. But I, to, be, to be honest, I could probably just make my way to an airport, go home. <laughs> you got enough savings to get home, do you think? That'd be a challenge. You'll always mail oh, me true. and I'll, I'll PayPal you some cash. Yeah, get an advance. <laughs> um, so I guess the, the, of the last PC games I've played, Metal Gear, I'm really back into Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, the Phantom mm. Pain. Uh, same deal. If we can get to an airport, I'll just go home. Oh, that's safe zone. If you're a mother base, you're right. Yeah, it's... You might um, get beaten up by boss are, every now and then <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> then put on a tiny uh, parachute and sent off or whatever. Tiny balloon. A tiny balloon. Yeah, um, yeah but they've got a dog, so... That's good, yeah. That'll be nice. It's a bit boring on there, though, isn't it? There's not a lot to do, is there? They just sort of wander around and wait to get punched in the face. Like, do they have, like, a billiards room? I mean, you never really see it. Like, uh, you know, they've got beds. You just lie down and read some books, I guess. But... Also, there, there seems to be very... Literally no civilians in either of the map zones. Also... There's like only eight music cassettes in the entire world. Shit, that's so right. You get fucking sick of uh, Friday. I'm in love. Oh the cure. As God, good that's as that right. Is. No, that's the worst part. I'd be back in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, there'd be no internet or anything. No, like that. I wouldn't survive. <laughs> I've only just realised there's no civilians in Afghanistan. Yeah, I was just Africa. thinking about that. Like, do the kids' yeah. soldiers count? That's a spoiler. I don't I think they do count. No. Mm. No, I suppose not. But I guess they are war zones, aren't they? That's the, that's the point. Yeah. And they're very, and they quite, they're quite non-specific about. Um, I know they're quite, quite specific about Afghanistan. You're near Kabul, is that right? Yeah. Yes. And then, um, but then it's just the Anglo-Zaire Anglo border, border, which yeah. is quite a big area. So yeah, I don't know. They're not very specific there. But um, no, very good point. Uh, last three games I've played, stories untold. Wouldn't fancy being in that, <laughs> to be honest, because you got three choices saying there. You got like a like a number station in the in a very snowy area. Um, a very creepy room in a house, or uh, a lab somewhere. Yeah, a lab experimenting on unknowable evil. Yeah, so I I don't really want to go there. <laughs> I, I don't fancy my chances. I could probably um, and also I, the other game I played is Edith Finch, and um, in that is every family member is dead. So I basically is that a spoiler. No, that's the premise of the game. Oh, okay, because I'm just about to start it this weekend. So no, the I idea you'd is blown, that, blown the lid off. That no, whole... <laughs> you're basically investigating what happened you ah, don't okay. know how they died but you know that your family is cursed basically ah, okay. um, but yeah, yeah. look forward to starting that I, I played good. the first like two minutes to see how it ran and it looks beautiful oh it's fucking amazing yeah. it's, the best, it's the best of those type of games I think it's better than Firewatch that's my opinion wow yeah. oh, cool yeah. um, I guess I've also played Prey uh, in which I'd be straight fucked like <laughs> you'd be a named corpse with a, yeah, yeah, a sort yeah. of pick up some ammo like straight up <laughs> you'll be reading the clue crew list and you'll see Phil Savage and it will say no life sign detected because <laughs> I'd be one of the first out <laughs> um that's very funny oh, how about you Andy what uh battlegrounds definitely not <laughs> I'd make <laughs> it just hide in a, under a car yeah or I'd make it to the top 10 that's uh, I'm, I'm pretty I've pretty much nailed getting to the top 10 in that game yeah through hiding um, so yeah. But this is in real life, remember? Yeah, so I, in real life, I guess, yeah. I mean, do the, do the full rules apply? Like, will you have to escape a glowing blue yeah, death zone? Exactly. If, if there's no glowing wall of death, I figure I could find a really nice just wander off hiding somewhere. spot. Yeah, it's yeah. an island, though. But Also, like, um, yeah. does, does it kind of uh, tally that you will be the winner, winner, chicken dinner, as in you will get a chicken dinner <laughs> yeah. if you win? Because mm. if so, 
that might be okay. I don't know why it says that. I don't know if I like it. So it's a, it feels like an oddly British phrase to yeah. use in that game. Like, it, the guy, like well, the guy of, makes this Irish, I believe. Okay, it's so, like a badly. Uh, it's like Britain. something that's been badly yeah, I mean, translated, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what else did I play? You've been playing Tokyo Forty Two. We can't 42. talk about that yet, can we? I quite like to be in a colourful geometric cyberpunk future, mm. but I don't know how long it lasts. There's a lot of people with guns there, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nobody actually dies. Yeah, exactly. Because you take these neuromod pills. This is in the trailer. Yeah, this is oh, all yes, known right. information. Was, yeah, no one dies yeah, in this world if you take these pills and revive you. Yeah, I think uh, they explained it to me as like when you kill someone, all you're doing is driving up their insurance premium. So you're <laughs> yeah. more just like fucking them off than you are. <laughs> yeah, you're just screwing them no claims bonus. Yeah. <laughs> which is worse than death. <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. You're the real monster now. And what's the th- what else? I need a third game. Well, I'll put it about a Civilization Six. Don't know how it'd fare in a sort of prim- <laughs> primeval uh, landscape uh, covered in barbarians. <laughs> Probably not that well. No, no, that's, that's tough. But um, <laughs> it, it depends what age you're going to growing up. Yeah, in. it's and also how... yeah, it depends what character you are in it. Like, because yeah. you know, if you're the floating god in charge of everything, then yeah, or if you're the scout, you're you're done for. You yeah. go for a big long walk and then die. Spies are all right. They never really get done in, and yeah. do they? He'd be okay. Just one of the artists. You just get used on a monument and <laughs> gone forever. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've been pretty comprehensive there. Um, I mean, we literally Too comprehensive. Some might say, <laughs> arguably, arguably so. Um, if you, Sam, and Andy are on the pod, uh, not Phil, then uh, that's. Just, I take this as a, a, you know, like a stinging broadside towards you, Phil. Yeah. This is literally uh, <laughs> damning. Can I have a repeat of one of my questions from before? What's the most stressful game you play uh, or slash have ever played for fun? I'm guessing Andy doesn't put up with getting stressed for that long before packing the game in. That's from Avagad. I think the reason I'm not included is because me and Tom answered this question when me and him uh, oh, right. were on fair the enough. Pod, so it is a repeat. I actually couldn't tell you what I said at the time. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because my memory is bad. What was it again? Um, games that uh, Most stressful game you play for fun or have ever played for fun? Uh, uh, I finished... Dark Souls 3 and found some parts of that quite stressful um, but I ploughed on something drove me to plough on for the really annoying bits yeah. so yeah, that was pretty stressful um, I guess Battlegrounds is incredibly stressful like my um, I've got a Fitbit and when I went down to the top 10 I always look at my heart rate on the Fitbit and it's bloody gone mad because <laughs> it's just so tense so yeah, just that's, take that's... the Fitbit off and you'll feel alright about it. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about like maybe charting my heart rate across a Battlegrounds match to achieve some sort of scientific result. <laughs> I don't know what though. You can write a Tuesday post in it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know? but yeah, I mean, I I do play quite a lot of stressful games, I guess. Um, Fury was very stressful yeah. to the point where I actually it actually ended up putting me off, even though I thought even though that game was very me. I beat like two of the bosses, but honestly, being that. Having to be that awake to play it was just yeah, tiring it is, out, you know. It is definitely uh, intense. Yeah. And yeah. then it's not intense because there's a really long, tedious journey between each boss. If I was 14, uh, back when I was playing games like Devil May Cry 3 on PS2, I would have been well up for that. But now it's just a bit... And now I kind of want something slightly more mellow when I go home in the evenings because mm. I'm very tired, you know. 
Um, sorry, that's boring extra detail. I don't know why I added that. Um, <laughs> Rocket League, obviously, but I've quit that now, so that doesn't count anymore. Um, it's it's been honestly, my life's been great since I, I quit to Rocket, Rocket League. League Anonymous. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that like um, this this there are too many frustrating things about playing with people in that game in yeah. terms of like the team chat and stuff like that. Nice like, shot, nice shot when you score an on goal. Yeah. Nice shot. Or people, or like people who um, rage quit after like conceding one goal, and it's like we're ranked, man. You've just dicked me over here. <sighs> I saw a talking about the nice shot thing. I saw a story or like a press release about how Gwent is going to be adding um, like standard stock communications so that P players can talk to each other. Oh, like, done. Don't do that. But oh, you, you'll ruin the game. Was Hearthstone the first that really did that? It was probably possibly just wasn't the first, it, but yeah. it was like it was. Yeah, the, I guess that was. It was seems a big deal at the time that it was like not giving you full chat options and was just but like people are generally quite people, nice and hostile, but you get the odd joke or it feels like nice, well done when you make well a mistake. Played, when, yeah, yeah it's, well uh, played. the is a game I quit because it's too stressful actually. Like um, I know it's I know it's fundamentally good, but like um, I worried that with the, all the expansions coming, that it might just overwhelm me, and I already <laughs> found it stressful. I, it's I quite do relaxing, I find. I don't know. It's the nice music. <laughs> Well, it's, but it's also got that Blizzard, uh, like every interaction feels nice thing that makes those games mm. so addictive, right? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I, I find a lot of one-on-one multiplayer things quite stressful, mm. like uh, more so than you know any any Battlefield game or like uh, where there's multiple people that you can sort of if you if you fail in an FPS, it's generally like it might be partly your fault, but it's not fully your fault. So you, you can hide behind. It. Yeah, you yeah. can deflect a lot of the blame. But if it's this a one-on-one thing... why you play thing, support in Overwatch, Phil? Uh, this is a lot of why I play support in Overwatch, <laughs> yeah, because uh, support is the uh, character you pick when you want to judge other people. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I think we've answered that one, haven't we? Um, good. Uh, question for Pod. Uh, this is from M. Brady Easton. I've just broken up with my girlfriend of many years. Only a few things can help in this predicament. Barbecue meats, high-end beer, and good old reliable PC games. Which games would you That's recommend... That's my life. <laughs> That's me, IRL. <laughs> um, which games would you recommend for the situation? Leisure Suit Larry, maybe. No, don't play that. No. <laughs> oh, and yes, I was, the guy, I was the guy who goes into another room to fart. You live and learn. Um, well, I mean, uplifting you know. games, I guess. I think, that I, I think I might have written a list of uplifting games for the website. It doesn't sound like something I'd do, but I feel like I am. No, we, I think, didn't we do we a collaborative to, yeah. yeah, you did the games that bring you further to the abyss. Oh, that's right. As a response to the positive games, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you put Silent Hill Two in there. That's not a good game to play if you had a breakup. Actually, no. Silent Hill Two. Or if that's, you're just uh, on teetering on the edge of the abyss in general, that, that'll tip you over. <laughs> it will. Yeah, it's very good though. Um, it depends. Yeah, it depends on how dark a place you are. I guess. Yeah. Like, if you're quite glad to be out of it, um, it might it might be all right. I guess. <laughs> yeah. What's what's. Uh, What's a good What's a good feelings, good times game? Um, I'd say something like uh, Jazz Punk. Yeah, yeah. Jazz Punk's a good one. I think I finished that shortly after I broke up my last girlfriend, actually, and mm. that was, um, yeah, it was... It's yeah, good it was to very, laugh again. Oh, a recent uplifting. one, yeah. uh, Everything. Um, have you, any of you played Everything yet? Well, I haven't yet. No, actually, I've got it on my hard drive yeah, now, yeah. That's, that's brilliant, and it's really fun, and it's got a really uh, absurd sense of humour, and you can fly around in a weird void as a trumpet playing a tune, a tune. As eyeballs dance to your tune <laughs> and stuff, it's very—it's just a bizarre, like, yeah. It's just got a, a nice, relaxing, floaty, dreamlike feeling that's probably 
make you feel a bit better. Bioware RPGs are good as well, I think, because you've got you got that feeling. You can of have being a fake escape. relationship. Yeah. To... <laughs> yeah. There's that, but you also, I think, I find that being around a group of people who feel like friends in a game mm. is just a it's just quite uplifting in itself. It's anyway, that's still the magic. Well, so yes. not not Dragon Age Origins necessarily. That didn't so much do the friends thing as well. Well, no, as... they're just they're very boring people. Mm. But, you know, Dragon Age Two or Inquisition or Mass Effect uh, 2. Two or Three, yeah. Um, Night in the Woods has some dark moments, but generally it's quite a uh, good game about friendship and relationships and mm. having fun and enjoying your life with, with the odd dip into the darkest depths. But you know that's just life in it. Yeah, Oxenfree is <laughs> quite a good one for like uh, you know again there's like these interesting characters you can build these relationships with. With a snappy weed nest dialogue. Yeah. Um, there's uh, an adventure game called Botanicula, which is just like a happy music game with mm. lots of cheerful things and animations mm. that uh, I. Really Really right. Yeah, yeah, I think like uh, yeah. Like, Maybe I, look for that list on <laughs> that we did for the website for more. That yeah, we're probably missing some obvious ones. Games to spade from the abyss or something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that we wrote. And um, then if you and then when you're cheered up, you can read my one to <laughs> descend. <laughs> Return. Just to balance yourself out. Yeah. Maybe like, read like three entries of one and one entry yeah. of the Abyss one. Yeah. It sounds like he's on the right path though in terms of barbecue meat and craft beer. Yeah, that's but again, good yeah. that's my life as well, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. That's my, I'm gonna do that tonight. <laughs> Meats and beers. Yeah, whether whether you're single or not, just meats is good. <laughs> meats is good, unless you're vegetarian. Um mm. what do you see as the next genre to get a revival? That's from Kurt Lewin, who's uh, another uh, quite loyal reader and listener, I believe. I think they've all been done. Um yeah, like um, even RTS is having a bit of a yeah. RTS wasn't wasn't really revived successfully, but no, oh, it was it was attempted. No, Hardcore like, flight sims, probably not. That's just that's just how many a thing this has come out or about to enter early access is I, that I keep getting emails about is uh, that's coming out flight yeah. sim world or something. Like they're yeah. doing another Sail Away, I think as well. As well so there's a yeah boat simulator called Sail Away, which I don't know if that's an annual reference. But mm. it might be. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Um, I think most of the things I wanted to come back have, and like um, the mm. kind of lesson has either been that people wanted them again or they've gone away, mm. and like that's kind of what happened. Like it's nice; it'd be nice to see some of the other space sims come back alongside Leap. Then I guess you got Star Citizen, haven't you? Yeah, uh, it'd be nice to see like X Wing come back, you know, or something like that. Tie Fighter. So a few people trying to make FMB games happen again, but her story happened, I guess. Yeah. And then yeah, there's been that there's that bunker one that you played, Andy. Yeah, see, her story is an example of like using FMV in an interesting way, whereas the bunker is just like an old FMV game. You right. point point through various events and don't do much. Whereas yeah. her story had some puzzle solving and some thought mm. involved. So yeah, I don't know if the FMV game is they're bringing back Night Trap. I just bought a, uh, do that. you know Tender Loving Care. No, no. The FMV game starring John Hurt. Right. Uh, who asks you weird uh, sexu sexual questions as you watch softcore pornography videos. <laughs> that sounds yeah. amazing. It's on Steam. It's four quid. And it's, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever played. And it's got full-on nudity in it. You should, um, you should write about that on Tuesday. Yeah, I might do. But John, yeah. John Hurt puts in a you know a good performance. It's like a... How does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, it really is like that. That was quite a good impression. Thank but you. Like, so you watch yeah, like hazy uh, clips of... Um, so Siri just came on there, excited about that. <laughs> um, you watch clips of yeah, um, softcore pornography, uh, intense soap opera style drama, and uh, interspersed with John Hurt asking you how how you felt about seeing that woman's boobs and stuff like that. That's like some kind of like um... yeah. And then at the end, you get a psych profile based on your choices. 
It's like oh, that beginning amazing. of Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Uh, where yeah. That, that, yeah, you've got to draw, you know, what you, or like pick a, you know, like a Rorschach test. That's exactly uh, what it is. I wonder it's a sexy Rorschach test. Sam Barlow definitely played Tender <laughs> Loving Care. Um, but it's, it's it's not a good game, but it's an interesting game. And I like John Hurt's. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, yeah. Wow, I, I had no idea that game existed, but now I, I, I must play that. What's mm. it called again? Tender Loving Tender Care. Tender Loving Care, yeah. What? Are you sure you didn't dream this last <laughs> night? That doesn't sound I, like a real I thing. I guess bizarre. we search Steam and find out. We'll it's find bizarre. out. Uh, yeah, if, if, the, if that turned out to be a dream, we'll put that in the episode description. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot play this, it does not it exist. It doesn't exist. Um, skateboarding games? Deck Splash is the. Um, <laughs> That's such a bad name. Yeah. It's, it's apparently quite good. Uh, it's the thing on our site about it. Like It's apparently Splatoon crossed with um, Tony Hawk's. Uh, yeah, it looks interesting. It's just. Someone's making a skateboarding game on, on my Twitter feed of Dev, and he's doing it in Unity, and he keeps posting prototype videos, and it looks great. Mm. And I can't remember what it's called or who he is. So, <laughs> so okay. sorry about that. A man but... is making a game somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's the headline. Yeah. Actually, that's an E3 prediction, same as every year. Skate 4. It's going to finally happen. Please, it's going to come to please. PC. I just can't see EA doing anything that crowd pleasing. No, Sam, it's going to happen. But then again, they did make another Mirror's they Edge. They made so, another you know. Mirror's Edge. Yeah, and this is, if anything, this is probably you know a better idea. Um, although I did enjoy the second one. Um, okay, uh, all right, I think that we've answered that as well, um, which I say at the end of every question, and yes. I apologise. Um, I've really got to get out of that habit. Um, which game cover art tricked you the most? With Steam, this isn't really a problem nowadays. That's from Andrew Hay. Um I can't think of any that trick me, but there are some that are like so broadly unrepresentative of like what the game is. For mm. example, I've never played Jedi Knight's multiplayer mode, right? But on the front cover of Jedi Knight, there is in first person someone having a lightsaber battle with Darth Vader, who is not in that game. It's not in that game. There is like a Sith guy you fight, and there's lots of good stuff in that in that game. It's a classic, but there's no fucking Darth Vader that's lightsaber bad. fight. That's a right lie. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the biggest one I can remember. Yeah, but I wasn't that's better. Pretty egregious. But then the, the game was still very good. So, yeah. yeah. It's been so long since boxes buying games in boxes was a thing that I can't even remember. Remember really? No, the new the new version. This is getting angry about um, misrepresentative trailers, isn't it? So yeah. Like, mm, um, yeah. Bull shots. Or... Yes. Yeah, which I, th- I think you still see a fair few Photoshop screenshots. Oh boy, yes. Yeah, you can even that. accuse the great, um, the otherwise fantastic Metal Gear Solid Five. The trailers were more, more narratively, emotionally stirring than the uh, very yeah, true the game yeah. itself. They were music, brilliant. Music. Those trailers were incredible. Oh, the one with yeah, yeah, with um, New Order on it was yeah. that was just a great trailer, like in the theme and, and nuclear presentation. And, well. Did they just use every cutscene to make yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and none of it. You, People were having theories about what all these scenes meant, and in the game they were just sort of there. There was no mm. unifying theory. It was just here's some events happening. People were like, "Oh, the ashes he smears on his face. They're made of uh, that. That'll be a system where you can turn your fallen comrades into ashes and yeah, make whoever diamonds." Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is some Chico is quiet levels of. Yeah, that's just madness. Why yeah. is that? Like, yeah, turns out it was just the just a cool thing he did. It was from the ending as well, which is bizarre. Well, that's the first ending. That's just weird. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, yeah. I feel I can't wait to until you get to the ending actually to uh, see what you think of it. I think I'm about approaching the first ending. Okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, which I spoiled by calling the first ending too Phil, and I apologise for that. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Um, has a question ever come out and had a very obvious flaw or just weird design decisions that was pointed out by reviewers and players, and the developer was just like, "Shit, we didn't notice that or even think about that." Um, also, another question: Have you ever had a developer comment on a review and try to explain or clarify why a certain thing is the way it is in a game? 
Um, I don't know about the latter. I've had some developers uh, send me upset messages about reviews or, you know, whatever. But, like, um, I don't mind them doing that because, fair enough, they put their, you know, time and money into making this. I've never had that. I had an email from... Do you remember Assassin's Creed revelation can you say this on the podcast yeah yeah it's not okay it's not yeah it's not a a, it's not a bad thing right but what was the assassin's creed game where there was block pushing puzzles revelations yeah yeah. i remember i criticized those as being like a sort of weirdly half-baked portal they they were shit yeah yeah and i remember one of the devs emailed me just to explain the thought behind it and i sort of went oh i see what you were trying to do there but I still didn't, didn't yeah, really like it. it didn't but make I, it good. But it, was, but it was just a, pol- a completely polite conversation, but I've never had anyone angrily, um, uh, you know, have, uh, question any any criticisms. Yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, actually. Yeah. But people are quite professional, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, this is uh, this is not games, but it's quite funny, so I'm going to say it. It's like my uh, a former colleague of mine, when I worked on Sci-Fi Now, the Sci-Fi magazine, he reviewed someone's book that was self-published, right? And he was so angry about the one-star review that he sent him a furious, badly written email ceasing in his dad and his sister and his mum. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so funny. And it was like the cheapest looking book you've ever seen. It was so rubbish. Um, and that was hilarious. And he was, uh, yeah, and he was furious. furious. Imagine ceasing your dad while yeah. emailing a journalist. That's so embarrassing. Um, I can't really think of the former example, though, of the developers admitting that something doesn't quite work. No. Um, I, like, I'm sure it's happened, hasn't it? Like, yeah, develop. You, you, every now and again, you'll get like uh, Gamma Sutra retrospectives that yeah. developers have written where they just look in, and it's usually like, yeah, we fucked up the marketing or something. I feel <laughs> better actually. I remember the first early builds of um, Sunless Sea had um, turn-based combat, and mm. I really, f- I, I hated it, and a lot of other people did. And then they went, put their hands up, and went fair enough, and rewrote it and made it real time, which was. Quite, I thought quite it was a massive undertaking. And I wonder, yeah, I wonder if like because they were a Kickstarter project, they felt yeah. kind of more beholden to. Mm. It was good that they done it. I mean, I still don't like it that much, but it's way better than it. That early build I played. Yes, yes, mm. it's sort of uh, yeah, and I think they've learned a lot of lessons from that going to Sun the Skies as well, which would be very mm. very good. Mm. Um, it looks really cool. I think I, I like the setting. Um, yeah, otherwise I can't really think of examples of that. Um, I think maybe it's just a, a pride thing, or they disagree, or whatever. Or, or they just don't want to publicly comment on it. Like, I mean, you've got to assume like a lot of people take lessons from the games and the reactions to the games to put forward to the I, sequels or whatever. I it's, would say that like the critical reaction to Assassin's Creed is probably the reason that the second game ended up being so good. It's because mm. people were very brutal about. Well, some people were very brutal about why it wasn't good, and then that made from much. Oh yeah, there's game. a there's a GDC talk where the, the yeah. guy addresses that very thing that he said that they did specifically list all the criticisms and then tackle them one by one mm, the yeah. sequel and it really feels like that yeah, yeah it definitely does and uh, good on them um, do you think games modern games are overly obsessed with balance and do games need to be fair to be fun that's from Nick Wheeler on Twitter I think multiplayer games really do I think need to be yes. constantly balanced otherwise they're just it's it just yeah I don't know just by the very nature to be a competitive thing you need someone keeping it in check i think yeah that's how i am um, i've uh, again it's a non-pc example i feel bad doing this but this i think the least balanced fighting game ever is smash brothers and people fucking love smash brothers and it's not good you know what it's not good i know some people love it but the god damn it is not as good as like injustice or tekken or street fighter it's nowhere near as good as those games really floaty and the balance of it, particularly in the early ones, like Kirby was ridiculous in the first two Smash Bros. games. And so I've always found those games to be like hideously 
balanced and just annoying, really. I don't mind it as much in a single-player game where maybe a weapon just feels crazy powerful. Mm. That can be quite fun, but for something where all players need to be on a level playing field in some respect, you need yeah. to... Yeah, like how like Rocket League is a very good example of everyone is identically you know equipped and therefore mm. it feels it might not feel fair sometimes but like um, I think it on the on the whole my frustrations with it are never to do with the game it's to do with other players so yeah, yeah like um, I, I I think that's a good example of balance working in a game's favour what do you think Phil I think I might disagree slightly but only because. Um just because it's a very diff- difficult proposition is 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 figuring out what balance is uh, because a lot of it is down to skill as well like a certain community could be um really good with x character when they're starting out like that might be the easiest one for beginners but then like their power ability drops off as people get more experienced mm. um so sort of the outcry of what is op becomes very difficult to discern um like it becomes very strange at like top level where you people will say oh nobody plays this overwatch character or this dota character in a competitive in like the on the esports level so they must be unbalanced they must be underpowered right um but that just means they're not designed for the function performed at a competitive level mm. like they might still have their place within you know the 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 kind of more casual or you know more amateur sort of leagues down down in the lower ranks Hmm. it's difficult like there are there are guns in team fortress 2 that are banned from competitive play but i don't think they're necessarily unbalanced they are just um perhaps unbalanced with somebody who knows the systems perfectly but like if you're just dicking about in like a regular match I don't know if there's a problem there as much it's probably also impossible to truly balance a game where you've got a lot of varied characters or yeah elements, I think any you know. sort of like asymmetrical you know element you just instantly like even balancing say Starcraft 2 that is a much it's more crucial that you have like good balance there because it is all about how the three factions interact with each other but god knows like how you even go about doing that like Mm, yeah it's such a difficult thing to deal with so i guess it varies depending on the game and the level at which you're playing it basically yeah absolutely um yeah i did i know the idea of pure balance just sort of seems like a bit of a myth and i you know it's always good for communities to call out like oh i think this character is like bullshit because you know it's data for developers to look at and sort of assess where they want each character to be but like actually obsessing about it in the way that some communities do like oh you know you've nerfed this character to the point that they shouldn't ever be used and getting angry at other players for using them which is something the overwatch community loves to do yeah um if you're not picking the correct support hero if you're not picking the correct dps hero when you're playing ranked you are shouted down and i've seen it quite a bit like somebody will pick a um it was last season someone would pick uh sombra the packy uh, one that they had added and uh were usually flamed mercilessly because mm. people had just decided that she had no place in in the meta oh yeah um yeah balance yeah balance is fine i, I don't know adherence to the meta and trying to actually codify it and come up with something that all people should play in all situations is just like a fiction and people need to give it a rest yeah there's a bit too much of that going on admittedly um but uh 
So yeah, yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I think you talked about that a bit before as well, haven't you? On, um... I did, yeah, it's something I get annoyed about a lot. Cause... Well, I think it's fair enough. I think people do sweat that pro stuff too much. Yeah, and just like, go and have a good time. That's your sentiment. Isn't you've it? got you've got to realize that there are also like characters who are designed to be fun, mm. and even if they're not like performing some sort of competitive role uh, or or fulfilling like the the most efficient competitive role, like they still you know designed to be fun within that system so yeah. just you know everyone chill out a bit i agree with that okay cool last question of the of the episode what is one of the greatest review games you've never played it's from john freeman on twitter um you can tweet us by the way at pcg pod is that right that's right pcg pod or the pcg podcast it's pcg pod pcg pod um yes uh, we've got a separate account for there so basically we can uh, track questions very easily mm. um so yeah by all means follow us and uh, tweet at us um what is one of the yeah uh, i have never i have the the mass effect trilogy and so far i haven't got around to it yet um best review game you've never played um hmm. i think this i think it's a harder one for us to answer because we generally play most things older games i can answer actually yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I never did i never i've only played two monkey islands and that was the first one and the last one mm-hmm. uh, not the last one is in the telltale one the escape from monkey island i can't I think of anything I never played um, Full Throttle. I still never not, played. Yeah, no, same. Still not done Planescape Torment. Um, yeah, I played I've, it like for an hour, but yeah, same. I've not played um, uh, Day of the Tentacle, Maniac Mansion, any of those games. Dig. I never played that. Played that Indiana Jones one a bit. I played all of these. I don't think there. I don't think there is one. I haven't Thief played. Deadly Shadows. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, that's one I've not played. played all the thieves. I did um, Thief Two, but and Thief One, but not not that one. Um, Dang. I'm just trying to think of games Andy might not have played now. <laughs> this is what I'm invested yeah, in. Because I'm fully happy to admit all my flaws. Yeah, I've played all the X-Wing games. The X-Wing V TIE Fighter. Both System Shocks. First System Shock. There you go. There you go. Got Although you. I guess that one wasn't as, you know, well-received. Yeah. The Ultimate Underworlds. No, I haven't played any Ultimate games. There you go. Bang. I've not played any of those either, actually. Yeah. No, no, nor have I, like, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, that's more like that's more of an age thing, though. Like, it's, um, it, like, the problem is that, like, uh, and it, I don't know if, if it does sort of frustrate older readers sometimes, but, like, you just can't, uh, I don't know the genre genres move on, and your entry like, point is going to be different, you know. Yeah, it's you know we're we're sort of fighting so much at the t- most of the time to keep up with what's happening currently because there's so many games coming out. But PC- having the time to go back is yeah, and like we have lots of writers who do uh, you know have like a, a kind of specific knowledges or like you know. Thank God for Rich Carbet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. um yeah, it's it's very hard to keep up as it is. But um I don't know, best review games. I still not played Dishonored too, but I think I've mentioned that before. Oh, that's a good one. Um it's plenty on other platforms, but that ain't a wheelhouse. <laughs> uh Dark Souls I never played actually the original yeah. first one. I, yeah, I still couldn't get into Dark Souls. One. I did play Demon Souls a bit though, and um I've played a lot of Bloodborne. I, I say a lot about mm-hmm. twenty hours, I don't know. Um yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's got some some like that. Mm. Um well, I'm trying to think of more recent ones. There's got to be something like that. You know, usually it would be things like um, Pillars of Eternity. I've not played that yet, nope. or um, uh, because missing out. On. Yeah, it's not. It's it's more just like I'll do what I do and wait until the hype for Pillars of Eternity builds to a specific level and think, oh yeah, I, I still need to play that, and I'll go yeah. back and play through Pillars of Eternity. Just as Pillars of Eternity two releases, and then I won't have the energy in to play that, so I'll have to wait yeah. for Pillars of Eternity three. That's oh, how I played most of the Witcher games and the Mass Effects. Oh, I've not really played the Witcher three still, mm. uh, and I've I've never I've never played Spelunky either. 
There you go. That, that, I mean, that's one of our '96s. Like, yeah, yeah, but I think I, I think I played a bit of it on PS Vita. Maybe. I was going to say that's just... what got me into it. Mm. Um, being stuck on various trains and playing it on the Vita, and I'm going to, I'm going to get into Spelunky, and it didn't take long to get absolutely, you know, ruinously hooked on it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what happened at the time. I think it's because I also had Hotline Miami on there, and that's obviously mm, yeah. a very instant thrill. And even though the controls don't very don't really work very well on consoles, mm. I don't think uh, you need a mouse and keyboard. But yeah. Um, I haven't played Alpha Centauri because I uh, was I. more into, yeah. and that's one of our 96s as well. Yeah. I was more into um, RTSs at the time. Like, Command and Conquer was my thing. Mm. I did play Alpha Centauri, but I wonder if I maybe borrowed it from a friend. Like, I, didn't, I definitely didn't own it as a kid. Mm. Um, yeah, I never played. There were a few Civs I didn't play. I didn't play three. I didn't play one. Um, that's it, I think, actually. I did play the rest, but yeah, I don't I- know. I got into StarCraft 2 quite late on, um, or I mean the StarCraft series in general quite late on, because it wasn't Command & Conquer, mm. and same with Diablo actually, because I was really into like Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale, and I saw uh, my friend's little brother playing Diablo, and it was only one character just going around clicking on things mm. to set fires, and I was like, that's a baby game for children, <laughs> it's how dare you call that an RPG, <laughs> um, and now obviously I realise I was an idiot for thinking that. Yeah, I've played a bit of Diablo 3, but not the rest that much, actually. Um, I finished Diablo 3 in the end. It was quite a slog. I feel like I'd clicked on a lot of things by the time I finished it. And then Reaper of Souls unlocked, and I was like, uh. Reaper of Souls, got, you've got to be really like careful about the difficulty in Diablo, because it's so easy to, for it to just be too easy. and like. But then it never feels like on harder that you can really have much skill. There's Diablo 3 players now going, shut up, you idiot. But I never felt like there was any massive nuance to what I was doing to I mean, the, yeah, there's... Um, there's a level to it where it is just click on things and they die and that's kind of fun but yeah it probably lasts a bit too long in that state and then like you get to the whole torment system and trying to unlock like item sets to build weird character builds and stuff but to be honest that's where I fell out of it because it was like a lot of effort to get from the one stage of fun things to the next stage of being good at it Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think that's that's plenty of uh, skeletons in the closet. I think Andy's mm. got more, but we just haven't uncovered them yet. <laughs> um, do you ever never went to nights, Andy? No. There you go. Oh, now they're all falling out, aren't they? Yeah. There go. Got you there. But basically, it all depends on when you went. went nights wasn't that great. I thought it was pretty good at the time. Right. Yeah, I bet PCG went nuts for it at the time. Um, it was a Bioware RPG, so yeah, of course, it was a big deal. Mm. The um, the best thing about Neverwinter Nights, I think everyone agrees, was the um, the tools and that. That was one of the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some really good, like. Uh, use made modules and stuff that was one of the first times I tried to make a bad narrative mod nice and uh, yeah I think I still got it on a laptop somewhere Um, never posted it publicly because it was terrible but I remember reading like when I was a teenager that the the way to get a job at Bioware was to make something like that right just yeah I made something terrible Um, yeah okay that's all the questions for this week Um, things to plug then so yeah we mentioned the the Twitter feed PCG Mm -hmm. pod um, if you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It uh, every one we get um, boosts the podcast, and more people can listen. It grows our community. Yep. There's nothing in it for you, I guess, but we do like reading your feedback as well. So um, we'd really appreciate it. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm Samuel W. Roberts. Phil at, at Octeda O C T A E D E R and at Ultra Brilliant. We have an issue uh, out now um, with Star Wars on the cover. Nice. PC Gamer 305. And then there's another one out on the 1st of June with the um, strategy game I mentioned earlier. It's one that's already been announced, but um, people will uh, will really like what we've done with it, I think. Mm. And uh, that is all the things I'm going to plug. PCGamer.com, whatever. We'll be back next week or sometime in the near future. <laughs>